just to recap, you're not a Star Wars fan in the slightest, right? Hey, no, no, I liked what I saw. <laughs> but aside from what I saw, I don't know anything. Welcome to Heinously Uninformed, where we recap the latest episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. I'm Caroline, and I can name three Star Wars movie titles, and I don't know what a Mandalorian is. And I'm Albert, a lifelong Star Wars fan. Welcome back to Heinously Uninformed. Uh, today, we're switching things up. Uh, if, if you're watching the video feed or listening, uh, Caroline is not here. She's unavailable to record this episode. Um, and, uh, she's probably sick and tired of Star Wars and Baby Yoda, but we have a special guest co-host. First time on the show. First time ever. Uh, you may know her as Kamala Khan from Marvel's Avengers. She's an all-star actress, comedian extraordinaire. Please help me in welcoming to the show, Sandra Saad. Yay! Actually, Albie, um, let me correct you. Please. I this, this whole show is about being uninformed about <laughs> pop culture and just anything. So please correct me. Great. While Kamala Harris's name is Kamala, Kamala Khan is Kamala. Oh, snap. <laughs> I, mean, I know, me. like, society went through a whole thing where we're, like, learning how to say Kamala Harris, but <laughs> we didn't really go over Kamala Khan, so yeah, that's that. <laughs> totally. Oh, thank you so much for correcting me. So it's, it's a, uh, say it again? Kamala Khan. Kam- Kamala Khan. Got it. And All right, Kamala I'm gonna... Harris, yeah. Kamala Harris. Kamala Khan. Boom. Yeah. Got it. No longer uninformed. How you doing, Sandra? I'm great. It's such a nice day in LA. Went hiking. I'm so, that's about it. <laughs> yep. That's as we approach the third surge of uh, COVID-19 cases here in Southern California, there's very little we can do, but it is a beautiful day. I must admit. It is. It's I, I quite was... wonderful. It is. It's it, like I had to get out. I, I was wearing a very cute mask, though, so I was, <laughs> was safe and adorable. Ooh, what a tease. What a tease. <laughs> but enough about mask talk. Enough about virus talk. We're here to talk <laughs> Star Wars. We're here to talk about specifically the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Um, on this week's episode, we are re- recapping season two, episode four, titled The Siege. Now... Before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, Sandra, you're giggling already, but I must know, what is your relationship to Star Wars? Have you seen Mandalorian? What are we talking about here? This is, today was my first time watching any Mandalorian anything. Like no, even like clips, nothing, like memes, like I didn't do any of it. Uh, and then as far as Star Wars goes, I've only seen episode one. What? So like, yeah, like like I we decided to go with like chronological like store chronological story order. So I like started at episode one, like of Star Wars, but then like <laughs> I haven't watched any since. So I've got a very limited knowledge. Oh, that is fantastic! I mean, you are <laughs> filling the role of Caroline, who is also the resident uninformed, heinously Great. uninformed. So, <laughs> like Caroline, you're in good company. Um, Yay! But unfortunately, you did watch arguably one of the worst Star Wars movies. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? Did you enjoy your experience of watching yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I liked it. I was so, like, just 
uh, taken aback by Jar Jar Binks. I was like, what is <laughs> what is this? <laughs> is he supposed to be funny or what? Wh- what is he? But I really liked like the underwater scenes. Like those are really fun. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. I was like, is I'm this a- what it's about? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Jar Jar Binks stan. I stand for Jar Jar Binks. It's an unpopular and, opinion, to be honest. Uh, but I hear he's different in other in the other movies. Like he's, that was the one where it was weird. He's like barely in the other movies. He's like oh. he's got like one or two lines in the other movies. But oof, I I feel for you, Sandra. So just to <laughs> recap, you're not a Star Wars fan in the slightest, right? Hey, no, no, I liked what I saw. <laughs> but <laughs> aside from what I saw, I don't know anything. <laughs> Okay, okay. So before you watched this latest episode of The Mandalorian, did you know of the show? Like, I know you haven't seen any of the clips or anything, but have you seen, like, billboards? Or did you know of its existence? Yeah, yeah. I have, like, friends who like the show. And then I I was like, what is the show? And they're like, it has something to do with Star Wars. You wouldn't know about it. And I was like, all right. Uh, (laughs) But I've seen, like, pictures of Baby Yoda and, like, that's all I know is that he's a baby version of Yoda. That's it. <laughs> Very nice. That's so cool. I mean, I feel I do feel like Baby Yoda was like you couldn't avoid hearing about Baby Yoda when yeah. season one launched last year. It was like everywhere. The memes were everywhere. People were in love with Baby Yoda. I mean, people were making all kinds of like Baby Yoda cupcakes. Like it was all Buzzfeed. <laughs> like it was That's right. tasty. It was everywhere. That's all it I was- know everywhere okay okay so you are heinously uninformed so we Mm -hmm. check that box off um i'm curious though what were your sort of like you how did you watch this (laughs) like do you even have a disney plus account no (laughs) so um my best friend is my next door neighbor brandon you you guys have met um and uh he has (laughs) disney plus so i was like hey uh do a podcast or watch this episode of The Mandalorian. Actually, he was over for dinner last night. He was like, you know, we should watch The Mandalorian. And I was like, speaking of, I got to watch this <laughs> one episode tonight or tomorrow. And he's like, we don't have enough time to watch the whole thing. And I was like, no, I just need to watch the one episode. He's like, that's very bad for you because I, I know you don't know anything. And I was like, that's the point. Like, Albie said it would be great. And he was like, you're going to look like a dum-dum. Here we go. Uh, so we watched it like... Oh, like two hours ago. Um, it I was. That's <laughs> a very fresh takes. He was like, "Yeah, that that's like anything I had to say." He was like, "Yeah, that's Star Wars. That's oh, Star Wars. Like that's the very point of Star cool. Wars." And it, it remind me, Brandon. Brandon's your musical partner, right? You, you're in a band together. You do music together. Could you yeah. quickly plug that? Yes, um, we have a two person psychedelic folk band called Eye of the Sun. Uh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, we, we have fun. We love it so much. We just do it because we love it. And yeah, we're BFFs, next door neighbors, songwriting partners. And uh, yeah, we make we make odd, mellow music, man. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, check them out. So now you're fresh off of watching season two, episode four, The Siege. Got to hear. Got to hear your initial impressions. <laughs> what are your sort of like immediate reaction to the episode? Okay, very first thing that came up on screen, they, like the recap played, and I was like, I don't want to watch a recap. Brandon's like, just watch the recap. Like, give yourself something. And I was like, yeah. no! And he let it play anyway. Um, nice. So You need very... something. You need at least a little thing, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise you're just floating in space. He tried to explain a little to me, and I like just would not hear it. Poor thing. <laughs> He's such a good friend. Um, but the first thing that came up was like, 
Gus Fring. <laughs> I forget his real name. Uh, Giancarlo yeah. Esposito. I think that's how you yes. pronounce it. Mr. Oh, so Esposito turned around and I was like, yeah, it's Gus Fring. And he's like, oh, if that's the thing you're going to be excited about. It, uh, he's like, and he plays a villain. I was like, great. He played a villain in Breaking Bad. Like, I'm ready. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we have a Breaking Bad fan over here, Ooh. do we? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I forgot it all. But I love it so much. Um, yeah. That And then, like, the star, the opening, the opening, the do-do-do-do-do-do. I was like, oh, it's Stranger Things. He's like, stop <laughs> comparing everything in this to, like, modern stuff. That, <laughs> no. Wow. This isn't, like, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, if anything, like, it was inspired by Star Wars, probably, because a lot of things were. And I was like okay, classical guy knows everything. Like, let me enjoy myself. <laughs> wow. So were you guys like catty each other like throughout the, the viewing of the episode, just sort of clawing at each other every now and then? <laughs> a little, a little. <laughs> it's all love. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, so you recognize one of the actors. That's good. You know, you're starting yeah. somewhere. Yes. And then, and then, um, uh, Mr. Weathers, uh, Carl Weathers. I was That's like, right. <gasps> Parks and Rec. We got Parks and Rec in here. He's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you know Carl Weathers from Parks and Rec versus, you know, his famous like role in Rocky or Oh. <laughs> Brandon tried to tell me that too. He's like, or the fact that he's like a big boxer. And I was like, oh, he wears big boxers? And he's like, no, he is a big boxer. I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. Is he like a legit I thought he was just an actor. I didn't know he was like a legit boxer. But he he plays uh, Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. He was in he was in the Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I take your he word was an, for it. He was an 80s action star, but I'm glad that you brought up Parks and Rec because I also love that show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're comedy nerds. <laughs> yeah. And oh, and I'll give you a little sneak peek. There is a famous, or at least famous in the improv world, uh, actor in this episode that played a large speaking role. And uh, I'm curious, do you, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh... The character in the show or the actor in real life? I, well, I was on IMDb and I was like, oh, Bill Burr's on this, but like not in the episode that I watched. Yeah. So I'll get to it a little bit later, but there is a little UCB Easter egg in this episode, which <gasps> we'll get to, which reminds me, you know, how, we met through UCB, right? We like we're friends, comedy friends. We've known each other yeah. for years. I forgot. Yeah. We should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. both funny, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I so just am. No. <laughs> So did you did you enjoy the episode? Did you enjoy the experience of watching the show? Yeah, it was like a very it was a very specific style that I was not expecting that like I kind of just like I think I need another episode to like get used to the style. Right. Like there's humor and then like it's action and like like it's it's like a little almost slower than I was expecting it to go. But at the same time, like there was a quickness, like it's just a very specific style that, but but I'm into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some parts I was like, mm, is this a little bit more drama than it needs, or am I just like completely uninformed, <laughs> like, <laughs> dropping in from the middle of everything? That that is really funny because uh, this is the midpoint of season two, so you are dropping into the midpoint of a season two of a show that is built on <laughs> a lot of lore. So you're brave. I I. <laughs> Hats off to you, Sandra, for agreeing to do this. Man, I, I like planned on watching all of this. I was like, I'm going to be a Star Wars freak one day. I know it. I know I'm going to love it. And Brandon's like, you're spoiling a whole lot for yourself. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> this sounds fun. And it was. I don't regret oh. it. 
<laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Okay, well, I, I don't regret inviting you to do the show, but <laughs> let's do it. How about we jump in and start recapping this episode beat yeah. by beat? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So as you mentioned, Carl Weathers, uh, he's he's not only uh, playing a large role in this show and in season one, he's also the director of this episode, which yeah. I didn't know he directed, but he he he's directed some TV, but this was his first time directing an episode of The Mandalorian, which is very yeah. cool. Good, hey, um, good, good for Carl. I mean, going from Parks and Rec to this, like, strong word, man. Oh, wow. He's, he's, I think he's got a future in the industry. I think he's really, I think this is going to be his breakout director, directorial debut. Good for you, man. But I just figured I should mention that. So it's directed by Carl Weathers, and it's written by the show's sort of creator and EP, John Favreau, who's yeah. been tasked with writing almost every single episode of Mandalorian from season one to season two. He's like the brainchild. He's like sort of moving the pieces from behind the scenes. And this episode is titled The Siege, which uh, begins with uh, the stars of the show, the Mandalorian, who we refer to as Mando, and the child, who culturally we refer to as Baby Yoda. But technically he's not Baby Yoda. He's not Yoda. He's just the same race of alien. Oh God, I'm starting to do that thing where I do that. <laughs> I'm actually... <laughs> Did did you hear that you I mean you probably know I heard that baby Yoda's 50 years old. Yeah, he's old. He's old baby. Oh my god. <laughs> so cute. So this was your first introduction to baby Yoda. I yeah. thought this was so cute. Wasn't this so cute? It was. Oh my god, that first scene with the with the like with the wires. Yeah. Oh my god, with the cables. Yeah. I was like, I, there must be something I'm missing. They, like this, this kid must be like able to do this, and I like, and I just love watching him try. <laughs> Anyways, sorry if I interrupted you. I loved it. No, no, I love it too. I mean, to just give you some context, the ship. So we're four episodes deep into season two, and the first few episodes really saw Mando and his ship, the Razor's Crest, go through a lot of damage. So in this episode, you're sort of seeing the Razor's Crest, the ship on its like last legs. It's barely flying through the sky. And so we pick up directly after season or episode three, where the ship was sort of haphazardly repaired by these uh, not like not professional engineers. And so they're still having to patch things up, which is uh, he's he, he doesn't really have a crew except for baby Yoda, who's like rewiring things in the in the in the ship sort of like systems or whatever but they're like oh this is not working baby yoda he's connecting blue wires to red wires and just zapping himself we got to get some professional help uh, i love all like that whole conversation was like five minutes like him just trying to get him to do the the right wire in the right port and he's just like huh huh so huh huh oh man that's honestly my favorite sort of interaction of this season so far like between them two um just to inform you, Caroline has this running beef with Baby Yoda. She <gasps> hates Baby Yoda. G girl, what? <laughs> Why? What did he do? What did I miss? So here's the thing, and I want to know your input. She okay. does not like that Baby Yoda. Uh, she she thinks she he looks cool and cute and all that, but she does not like the voice. The fact that there are like human baby voices coming from this thing. It freaks her out. She does not like it. And also in previous episodes, Baby Yoda did some questionable stuff, like kind of mm. like a, like a bad child type of thing. So she oh. does not like Baby Yoda. You know, that 
that I don't mind because like kids are you know weird like kids are weird <laughs> stuff I don't I don't care like I just probably won't have any myself because <laughs> kids are weird um uh, yeah. whatever that I don't mind uh, I, I don't think that takes away from his cuteness because uh yeah kids are reckless sometimes and that's when you just kind of ignore them and yeah. because you know they're not yours um <laughs> and you can't but uh that the second thing I did I was like I got on IMDb like as we're watching I was like I want to know who voices Baby Yoda. Yeah. Right, like I do voiceover work. I was like, I want to know who this is, um, and couldn't find anything. And I was like, what? <laughs> like he's top build cast, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he's yeah. in every episode. Like top he should build. be like right after Mando, and couldn't find it. And then I researched, and I was like, who plays Baby Yoda? Apparently, like they just put baby sounds and like <laughs> and like instrumentation and like uh like fox sounds and like. I like I still have the blurb up on my phone. And I see. I was so like, it's like a sound design thing. It's not like yeah. a, a, an actor, which is cool, right? It's it's yeah. cool that they're able to, you know, like Brandon was telling. He's like, I could, you know, make those sounds with like my synth and and you know with like violins and, and stuff. And I was like, really? Um, totally. Which, which is awesome. But like the fact that they did like sample real babies is kind of like, uh, well, <laughs> if you're gonna go as far as to like use like foxes and, and instruments and stuff, like why are you gonna use use real babies too like you don't need that uh yeah, yeah. I, so i have some opinion on that myself but okay, not okay. enough to take away from like the uh, total adorableness uh, okay but suffice to say are you team love baby yoda or team hate baby yoda because oh, i'm on team love i'm on oh, team love, I love. I love. Oh my god we'll talk about that cookie scene in a minute but yo, oh yeah I, the macaroon yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so so um the Razor Crest, the ship needs some repairs. So they go and reunite with some season one cast members um, on this planet called Navarro. He's like, okay, I got some friends there. Maybe they can repair my ship. And we have a reunion. These these actors played a large role in season one. And so this is the first time we're seeing them interact since season one. Um, mm. And so uh, we have Carl Weathers, director, and he plays this character named Grief Karga, who used to be um, Mando's sort of boss so mando's a bounty hunter and so grief karga used to like hand out the deals like hey can you kill this guy this is your mission he's like assigning the missions and then the other person that we saw was kara dune who is like this ex-rebel uh soldier who's like now kind of like rough and gritty and to give you some context navarro used to be like this like down and out like sort of shady planet with a lot of like like treachery and scum and villainy so it wasn't a good place but now when we return it's like a thriving society right it's like yeah it's like all these like it's like a swap meet yeah looked like egypt <laughs> I, like I was right at home <laughs> nice um so uh, gina carana reprises her role as cara dude and i'm not sure if you know about this but there's been a lot of controversy surrounding gina carano uh, no. I'm not sure if you've heard of the hashtag fire Gina Carano. <laughs> no. <laughs> so basically she uh, on Twitter sort of did some problematic stuff. She made some uh, some transphobic jokes where she like no. made her her like Twitter bio. Um, her pronouns are uh, beep, boop, bop, boop. Like as a sort of just like, does I don't care about it. She's like tweeted about. Uh, the election and potential fraud sort of spotlighting an issue that is not founded in evidence or reason. 
And she's also like posted some anti-mask memes. She's just kind of like, <laughs> no, kind of like uh, been creating a Destroying lot of drama. her uh, <laughs> reputation and yeah. career. Great. Yeah. So it was very difficult for me to watch this show with all that in mind because I loved her in season one. I thought she was a really cool representation of a different type of female heroine, someone yes. who's like strong and physical and broad-shouldered and like tough. her body was like normal lady body. I was so excited about that. I was like, look at the casting here and like, yeah. She looks kind of like me. I was like, I could be on this show. <laughs> yeah, she, she's. Just a, I think it. she's a professional fighter. I think she. Oh, she was like a mind. UFC fighter. <laughs> so never mind. I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would would you still challenge her to a fight, person? <laughs> no, I, she can. She can do whatever she wants with her Twitter. I'm gonna stay over nice. here. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of uh, controversy around firing her i'm curious what was your what did you gather from this sort of reunion between these three characters i thought it was a really great cast like i said out loud i was like who uh, like whoever casted this like did it did a great job when like the you know like i don't know what mando looks like and from what i understand like the mandalorians don't take off their shield or mask or whatever bingo yeah. Uh, yeah, like that's their thing that's what makes them <laughs> yeah. uh you're welcome but um, <laughs> but i was like wow what a wonderful voice on whoever that is and i looked up the guy on imdb and he he's awesome um and yeah. then like with with carla and with of course um gus frang and uh with carl weathers and i i was like <laughs> What a what a wonderful um what a wonderful group. There was another one too that I was just super blown away by, but I'm forgetting right now. But I thought it was a really great mix of people and honestly I was like, this is how to do diversity. Yeah, nice. You know? Yeah, they 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 um I will say that there is a lot of like history between these characters and some of them have kind of like a darker past, like like Grief Cargo, the Carl Weathers character is kind of like Kind of a bad bounty hunter, but he seems like a family. They seem like a family. <laughs> they were like, "Ooh, let me see the baby," and he like holds yeah. the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very sweet. It's like we're gathering together for Thanksgiving dinner. With yeah. A new baby. Yeah. So, so the the three they reunite. They they Carl uh, grief Carga. I'm gonna keep calling okay. him by his alien name because. <laughs> The internet people will flame me. Anyways, Grief Karga and, and the crew, they walk away, but he's like, anything from Mando, repair the ship, it's totally fine. And then one of the engineers sort of looks back at them as they walk away kind of ominously, um, which we later learn that that person sort of betrayed um, the group. Um, but I'm not sure if you clock that weird ominous like glance from the engineer. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but obviously, you know, the repairs aren't free. And so Grief Karga enlists the, the support of Mando on a mission to to do some stuff. But first, you, you got to leave Baby Yoda in some trustworthy hands. And Baby Yoda goes to school. She left him in a like, kindergarten class. I was so worried. I was like, do y'all know what human children are capable of? You're, le you're leaving this precious little <laughs> alien baby. In their hands, Brandon was like, "He's fifty years old. He can handle himself." No, but Brandon, Brandon, I like, I felt like such a softness with him watching Baby Yoda. Aww. I was like, "Brandon, I've never seen this side of you before." He goes, 
I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust them with him. I was oh. like, me neither. And then yeah. the cookie, oh my, oof. Everyone, Sorry, the thing is, ev- the internet has embraced Baby Yoda. It's not only the show's baby, it's the collective world's baby. Like yeah. everyone is so protective of him. And just to give you some context, the whole show centers around villains trying to capture him and kill him and experiment on him. So uh, Yeah, that's the kind of the, that's, uh, that's kind of what I put together. <clears throat> but yeah. Oh my God, when everyone started laughing, I was like, the, the minute they put him down, everyone starts laughing. I was like, you guys, turn around. Look at what you've done. They're bullying our boy. I know. Oh my God, I didn't even clock the the fact that children can be so mean and, yeah. and bullish. I was like, okay, and great. Their teacher's a robot. Great. What's their, what's their teacher going to do when they get their hands on this precious little baby? I, yes. I, I was like, okay, well, at least the teacher's going to... No, the teacher's not going to do anything about it. This is a robot. <laughs> The kids can take on a robot too. That's true. That's true. I was true. so mad. And then when, oh my gosh, when the macaroon came. Oh, the up, macaroons! Oh, it looked so good, didn't it? It did. It did. I was like, okay, I know where to get those. Um, yeah. But but then I was like, can he eat like food? Like <laughs> I didn't know. It's my first time watching the show. I that's, was like, that's. That's he gets in a lot of trouble for eating things that he should not be eating, which okay. I won't spoil it for you, but he did eat some endangered species baby <laughs> eggs in the previous well, episode, which is yeah, why Caroline kind of hates him. <laughs> oh, well, hey, uh, <laughs> we've I'd all been be there. Worried we've all eaten about baby eggs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've eaten things that shouldn't. I have a gluten allergy, so when <laughs> so when the cookie came up, I was like, what if he has an allergy? Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. well, he's about to eat like a like a like a neon blue thing that like <laughs> I don't know what this guy's diet is. What's his diet? Yeah, does he eat allergic he, to gluten? Yeah, yeah. Does he does he have formula? Like, does he drink formula? Like, I don't know what his diet is. He I was he's really got a he, he's got a strong stomach. He eats a lot of things, but you know he's in he's now in, he's a classroom. He's in a classroom. He's a student, and he see, he eyes a student's macaroons, and he asks for some, and the kid. Very flatly just denies him. Like, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. How, screw you, cool alien. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat well, my macaroons. Good for that kid, too, for being like, no, I brought my mom packed me this. <laughs> like, what? who packed your lunch? Like, no. sh- new kid. But I was like, yes. Yes, child. You get your snacks. He commanded the, I don't know what it called. What's how, called. How, did, how did he do that? How did he get the macaroons? He com- commanded it. He commanded <laughs> I it? I don't know. He, he like put his hand out and it floated over to him. <laughs> he commanded it. I command you to float over here. So With his I'm not mind. sure if you're aware, but in the Star Wars universe, there is this thing called the Force, which is like a mystical power that people can use if they're Force sensitive. And Yo, Baby Yoda uses the Force to right. steal the I macaroons. Heard, I heard of you the heard. Force in that <laughs> 70s show. That's right. <laughs> oh, yikes. All right, let's move yeah. on from the classroom. But Baby Yoda's okay. in good company. He's got his macaroons. But yeah. now we meet a new character, or a new character for you. He's actually uh, was in the season one premiere of the show. His name is Mithro. He's this like blue alien guy who's like, Kind of an indentured. One looks like a fish. Yeah, the the fish looking guy. Yeah. Now I will say the actor behind the fish makeup and costume is none other than, and this is only going to be a a deal for us because we're in the comedy scene. But he's played by comedian and improviser Horatio Sands. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I saw that on IMDb, and I was like, must not be this episode. But he's reprising his role. People love him. His name is Mithril. And so he's he's uh, 
uh, Mando, just to give you some context, uh, captured him and sold him because he was he had a bounty on his head for doing something bad. And now he's now working for Grief Karga, Carl Rathers' mm-hmm. character, because he tried to run off with, he like messed up with her accounting. And so now he's kind of like a slave or like an indentured servant, which feels kind of problematic. Yeah, they were treating him bad. Right? <laughs> Carl like, was treating him real bad. I was like, relax, Carl. We yeah. were on Parks and Rec. Like, let's not like get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're putting Carl in his place, Sandra. Yeah. You got to check him. Oh, he heard me. He heard me. <laughs> but essentially, on the planet of Navarro, it's pretty much safe. They've really like improved the quality of life on this planet that used to be kind of dangerous and treacherous with a ton of like gangsters and just bad people. But it's pretty much safe, except except for an Imperial base that they're asking Mando to help clear out. Now, did anything that I just said in the last five seconds make sense to you? No, I'm, I'm thinking really hard here. <laughs> so clear out the base. Some no. context in the Star Wars universe, there's the Galactic Empire. They're like the villains, right? They, they're sort of like this tyrannical fascist force, right? They use the dark side of the force to uh, uh, basically colonize planets and hold people hostage. They, they're just like a nefarious group. Uh, however, this takes place at the end of the Star Wars movies, or at least episode six, where they're defeated. And so the Galactic Empire are on the decline. They've lost, essentially. And so... This is sort of a remnant from that galactic empire, and they know that there are like some dangerous weapons there. So, uh, Grief Karga, who's now like the the chief of the city, and Cara Dune, played by Gina Carano, is like the marshal. They want to restore um, peace and safety to this area, and so they have to blow it up, make sure the weapons don't get in the wrong hands. Cool. All right, so you got it, you got it. Okay, you're, right, you're up yeah, to speed, yeah. you got it. You're no yeah. longer heinously uninformed, you're just okay. moderately uninformed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so- That's where the, she beats people up, right? That's where she, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, she, she beats some people up. There yeah, was one right. scene that I was like, homegirl's going in like slow motion. There's just one very short clip, but otherwise, yeah, she kicks some butt. That's right, that's right. Actually, so that- Oh, God, I don't even know how to explain that. So it's okay. the, she flies. Pre- she she just kicks some butt. But basically, there's some there's some thugs in in this like un- this lair that used to be the base of Mando's clan. So Mando is part of a a, a bounty not a bounty hunter. He's part of a a, a religion, a cult, a, a clan that is like they have some rules where they can't take off their masks. They're like warriors, and so some thugs have taken it over. She goes in there and saves this like cute little ferret, which was cool. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, yeah, crawling yeah. on her face. <laughs> yeah, and just, like, like giving oh, little girl. smoochies. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so, be careful. It might have rabies. <laughs> <laughs> it did have, like, weird, freaky red eyes. Yeah, it had some weird energy. I was like, girl, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> but it was cute. I, I, I'd let it crawl on my shoulder. Mm. You disagree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take Baby Yoda, but not this. <laughs> okay, okay. You'll take Baby Yoda. Okay, yeah. so... The uh, now this sets the stage for the main sort of adventure. Our our four heroes, Mando, Karga, Cara Dune, and Mithril, are en route to destroy this Imperial base. Okay. However, what do we discover when we arrive at the Imperial base? I, f- I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm back at school. Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll what help did we you discover? out. Oh, they're stormtroopers. Yes, it's not as derelict or abandoned as we thought it was. It's actually yeah. still armed and uh, well defended, yeah. which is news to us because that base was probably like derelict for some time. So it's weird. Something, something is afoot. Something is suspicious right yeah. off the bat. Did you did you get a feel for that at all when we arrived? I felt like they were like, oh, let's. Let's sh- let's show you this building and how cool it is or whatever. <laughs> and then and then and then they were trying to get in with that torch that is meant for uh plumbing or or whatever. <laughs> the, <torch. laughs> the, the, the fish man was trying to get inside with it and because he was like, "No, I'm I'm dehydrated. I need my water because I'm a fish." And then <laughs> and then they were like, "No, we got to show you this cool building. Let's get in okay. and look at this architecture." And then and then, I and love. Then, I love this. And then the mandolin, uh, the mandolin, <laughs> the instrument. The mandolin. Yeah, the man, the mandolin flew up and found stormtroopers and kicked them off the building. <laughs> yeah, so Fishman used his plumbing device to try to open the door, but he sent the mandolin to fly up and open the door. All right, great recap, yeah. Sandra. That was a great distillation of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So our our four <laughs> heroes are now inside the base. They're sort of sneaking around. They're seeing some activity. They're not sure exactly what's up. And they find the reactor. And uh, again, this was another moment where I'm like, that's kind of mean. But they, they push the, they force the fish man to crawl on that precarious little uh, platform without a ramp to start the, yeah. the, the explosion of the base. Yeah, but mean, then right? he was also, yeah, it, it was. I was like, why him? But then also, like, he was being a little... <laughs> what are you going to say? you yourself? Yeah. He was, yeah, I was like, come on, just do it. He was like, I'm afraid of lava, and I'm afraid of this and heights and this. But I was like, yeah, like, obviously, like, anybody is, but, like, you're you're just, like, you're, like, you're being annoying. Like, just do it. <laughs> Come on, Horatio. Okay. okay. You, oh, wow. First name basis, Horatio. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah, we know. It, cool. I don't know him at all. <laughs> I think I've like I've seen him once at UCB, but yeah, that's our claim to fame. We saw him once at UCB. I mean, he didn't have his makeup on or anything, so he was. That's true. Yeah. Do we actually know if that's Horatio Sands beneath that fish thing? Also, what did you earlier in the scene? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going back a little bit. When when he sees Mando, he's like visibly scared of of the the bounty hunter in the armor, and then he like like spits or something. Like like there's like a, a, a some blue gas that like just gets espoused from his neck area. Did you see that? Yeah, I was like, I'm new to this world. This is probably normal to, to everybody. <laughs> I just thought it was normal. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I I thought that was like you know how like a squid lets out its black ink when it's like nervous or anxious. That's yeah. sort of the vibe I got. Yeah, I was like maybe he burped. But I don't I don't <laughs> I wouldn't describe it as normal. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I just thought he that, was breathing. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the thing that Caroline has struggled with the show too. She's like, there's so many details. Like everything has its own word and its own like lore that I'm not sure. This is her words. Like I'm not sure exactly what to focus on because like. <laughs> That thing that he does, like, is that going to play a larger role later in the story? Who knows? But I think, like, this is partially just, like, my own attitude, like, in life, which I I don't like this about myself. (laughs) But (laughs) when I see something unusual, I'm just like, oh, well, that's just another thing I don't know about. All right, must be normal (laughs) to somebody. 
And like that's like in in comedy they teach you like the opposite, right? Like, oh, if yeah. you see a weird thing, like point it out, make a big deal out of it. I'm like, no, like why? Why make people feel weird about? No, hey, this man. is probably just hey, the way he man. breathes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you see that and you're like, eh, it's probably fine. Move on. <laughs> yeah, man, that was very my nice, attitude. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. But our team is successful. They successfully start the this, the the implosion. They set off the the chain reaction in that lava base. And um, on their way out, they they encounter these scientists who are guarding some weird experiments. Oh yeah, the like hologram ones. Yeah, they're actually I think they're in like vats. They're, they're those are not holograms. Those are actual bodies. And so I will explain to you the context of around what's going on here. But what did you gather? Because they're like trying to wipe out the hard drives. Uh, I I thought they were doing something fishy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh well the the you, do you mean the hologram the the hologram ones that were the, yes they, they so there's into? there's there's the the hologram that they they read in the message but they also see these like in the same room yeah, yeah, they yeah. see these tubs filled with like okay. some mangled bodies and corpses yeah. I thought that the, they were like um scientific experiments like gone wrong and like that they were trying to wipe the hard drive so that we wouldn't know what was in those tubes right and mm-hmm. the guy the hologram guy was like uh, i messed up i'm gonna get fired <laughs> i don't know it's <laughs> like i didn't do my job right and that's what we were not supposed to see and that's what they were trying to wipe off the hard drive maybe yeah <laughs> so basically in season one mando did successfully deliver so he was tasked with acquiring baby yoda and he did deliver it to the empire or at least the, the the remaining bastion so he did something bad by giving baby yoda away for a little bit and in that short limited time before he had a change of heart and save baby yoda in season one they uh withdrew as much i guess like dna samples or blood from baby yoda as they could before like it put its life in danger and so what we learned in this scene is that this is not an imperial base this is a laboratory secret laboratory where they're essentially doing some form of eugenics where they're experimenting on bodies using the DNA samples or blood of baby Yoda to experiment on people Ah. to create some sort of like force sensitive super soldier or something nefarious. Yes. Yes. Um, We've seen this in plenty of Marvel uh, (laughs) stuff that happens a lot in superhero stuff. It does. It does feel like a Marvel thing, doesn't it? Like it does. Or at least tonally, the show reminds me a lot of like modern Marvel movies where it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Even like, yeah. Like, like uh yeah no absolutely like take taking like you know a superhero's power away and like injecting it into like the villain so that the villain could get all the power and like run the world Rah. <laughs> yeah and and the the thing that like disturbed me the most is that um it, i mean the, the fact that they all like they're they're doing weird exper- experimentation using like baby blood which is just weird yeah. but this is this is just again just like another reason why the Empire are bad. Um, but the the bigger plot detail here is that uh, Gus Fring is revealed to be surviving from the season one uh, ending because Mando thought he killed him in season one. He, is that like, why his he face was... is like all bumpy? <laughs> Wait, do you think Gus Fring's or um, Moff Gideon, that's his character's name, is? do you think his face is bumpy? <clears throat> Maybe it was the lighting in the one scene where he turned around. <laughs> He does have a nice little five o'clock shadow, I think, or yeah. like some some gruff, some. I kind of got like salt and pepper. 
Yeah, I kind of got like Rami Malek vibes from like 007. You know how he's got like the bumpy. Skin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in it, like in some light, it's like you know you can tell some you can't. Totally, I totally. love Rami Malek so much. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's the vibe I got. <laughs> yeah, so evil vibes, but our heroes learn that Moff Gideon's still alive. He's alive and kicking, and that's no bueno because he is actively trying to hunt and kill or experiment on Baby Yoda, our beloved Baby Yoda. We can't have oh, that, right? That's what we're, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Caroline like, Why do we was. Hate him? If Caroline was here, she'd probably be rooting for the villain because she <laughs> kind of wants to see Baby Yoda's demise. <laughs> I love oh that she's God. not here to defend herself, so I can say all these <laughs> accusations. <laughs> she uh, can't speak for herself. But that's like the big sort of like wor- plot-changing uh, realization for our characters. And before they can really marinate on it, they're on the run. They have to get out of here because the base is exploding. And yeah. the stormtroopers are evil and they're trying to kill them. Yeah, I remember this once. I don't know when it was, but I think it was at the very beginning, actually, when they were like, "Don't, he's just a child." I was like, "Oh, it's like he's <laughs> he's like a real baby," but yeah. like even more, even better, and even more precious because I mean, like, it's just one of him. I anyway. know, I know. Well, they 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 um they separate. Mando jetpacks up, trying to sort of. Uh, we're not exactly sure what he does, but uh, Karga, Dune, and Mithril, they get in that cool little pirate tank and they ride off as the speeder bikes chase them and a TIE fighter chase them. I'm curious, you know, this is your first exposure to Mandalorian. What do you think of the production value on display? Because I thought the CG in here and the action was pretty well directed and pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, I thought it I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. I thought it was beautiful. I like cinematically gorgeous. Like all the colors, the, the like color theory they used on this was brilliant. Um, Brandon is a visual effects artist for film. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And what he, did he like, what was his input? He loves it. He loves it so much. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Like if he likes something, then I know it's amazing. But like he loves Mandalorian. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> each, I thought it was each, good. But <laughs> each episode has like a budget, like on the same level of like a movie so like these things are like really decadent for tv so to see this like whole chase sequence with tie fighters and speeder bikes and gun cannons i'm like whoa this is pricey this is expensive yeah (laughs) but it looks cool yeah they'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) all right so we our, our heroes uh successfully get the speeder bike stormtroopers off their tail but in the horizon tie fighters swoop in and are about to destroy our three heroes when they're miraculously saved by Mando in the newly repaired Pip My, Cro- uh, Pip My Ride uh, Razo Cress. <laughs> it's like fully functional. It's brand spanking new. We haven't seen the ship sparkly clean like this in a very long time. And he saves the day. Yay. <laughs> and he like drops off some of the, some of its parts and then come <laughs> And then the parts hit another car, uh, shit, uh, plane, whatever. And then, and then he wins. Yeah, and Baby Yoda's in the shotgun seat. Did you do you he remember barfed. how Baby Yoda was reacting? He barfed. Oh, he barfed he ate too many macaroons. blue macaroons. It was just blue everywhere. And then in on over the radio, he was like, "I have, I have." What did he say? He was like, "I He's, have some I gotta, internal." I gotta clean up. A little mess or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. that's cute. That's so yeah. cute. 
So Mando, I could, I could oh, foresee ahead. Mando being like a hunk. Like <laughs> before, I looked him up. I was like, who is in there? Oh yeah, Caroline doesn't know who's in there just yet. I think she seen like I think someone spoiled it for her on the internet, but she doesn't know who the actor is playing behind the mask, which is oh. Very fun. It's going to be a fun reveal when it, it happens. But do you know who is the actor behind the mask? Yeah, I, I am DB like immediately. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Pedro Pascal, the oh. actor behind The Mandalorian? The hunk. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, voice matches the everything else. I oh, want to wow. be on the show. Sandra, you're sweating. You're getting a little hotted. I did <laughs> go hiking today. <laughs> Sarah Finn, where you at, girl? Put me in there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the famous Sarah Haley Finn, right? The casting yeah. person for all of Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to call her out. Get her in. Cara Weathers. Hey, get me I, in. I look like Cara. You could use me. Oh, you should. You should, they should recast Cara, and you should play Cara for I mean, sure. I'm not a fighter, but like, we'll work it out. <laughs> I can. You guys could get me a body double, and she could do everything. Uh, yeah. I'll just stand there. <laughs> yeah. So um, Mando and the child fly off in their brand new spanking ship. They don't have to pay for it because they saved Karga's life. And Karga oh, returns yeah. back to base. And we got um, what Caroline p- titled them as the Skyway Patrol, like some X-Wing pilot who's sort of like trying to investigate, piece together with a notepad. Like, so what happened here? And Karga, he ain't no snitch. He's not going to rat out Mando because Mando is technically kind of an outlaw. He's done some bad stuff. So... He's, people on both sides, both the good and evil, are sort of hunting him down for different reasons. Because he's got a, like an evil past, and the bad guys want him because he's got Baby Yoda. But Karga, he's no snitch. He doesn't he doesn't rat out? Um, and then another thing that sort of is revealed with this X-wing f- f- pilot who we saw earlier in the season, he's like um, talking to Kara, um, played by Gina Carano, just like, hey, um, we could really use someone like you on, on our side. Um, and he asked her about Alderaan. Do you know what's what's what the subtext of this conversation is? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Alderaan, where she's from, is a planet that was destroyed in the Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because he, at the beginning, she has that conversation with someone where he's like, did you lose anybody? And mm-hmm. she was like, "Yeah, I lost everybody." And then Everyone. he like gives her give her gives her like a thing, and I was like, "Oh, is that because she lost everybody?" I don't <laughs> I, see. I'm uninformed about that too. I don't know what that medallion represents. I think maybe it's just because she's a fighter or something. Yeah, I think I think she's she's a veteran of the wars during yeah. the back in the day, and she what this scene sort of revealed is that she lost everything when that planet was destroyed. Um, so putting a very direct human face to an event in that was very famous in the Star Wars movies. It happened in like the big Star Wars movie where a planet was destroyed. And you don't really see the faces of what happens there. And so this is sort of giving you some insight as to some of that personal loss there. Um, and some are, some people are speculating. <laughs> the meta conversation around this is that this is a way for the writers or the sh- creators of the show to get her off the show. <gasps> because if she joins the Rebel Alliance or the the, the good guys then she no longer has to be on Mandalorian. So people are speculating, maybe this is sort of like a springboard because she's become this sort of problematic figure for like, and sort of like a, a conduit for right, like very conservative, problematic white ring, white ring misinformation that like, okay, maybe this is a way to write her off the show. 
That just goes to show, man, like anybody could like, you know, anyone's replaceable. <laughs> like that's so messed up. But like, like you can't ruin your career like that. You yeah, got to be careful. I, you got to be careful. No one, even if you're a main star in one of the most popular Star Wars TV shows ever made. Yeah, you gotta get you, you gotta off. be more. Resp- you gotta platform. You gotta be responsible with it. Otherwise, you're gonna be spouting misinformation in the world. Uh. So, that's that is some speculation on there. But um, our final sort of sequence before we end this recap is um, the Razor Crest is heading towards a planet, which in the previous episode um, was revealed to have one of the last remaining Jedi. And so Mando's whole quest in this season is to reunite Baby Yoda with the Jedi so he can get some safe some safety and some training and some support cuz he does he's not a dad he's not a caretaker he's got to leave got to take this baby Yoda to a new home so he's now back on route to the planet which i'm going to cry when he says goodbye to baby Yoda if he says Ugh. goodbye to baby Yoda right i want him to just be his dad can we just make that happen John <laughs> Mr. Favreau can you rewrite this <laughs> Mr. <you>. Favreau <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, more like dad. Dadalorian, <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, adopts him. Okay. Oh, I would love that. But yeah. honestly, there is an obstacle. Our main villain, Gus Fring, with the aid of that engineer we saw in the beginning of the episode, has put a tracking device on the Razor's That's crest. Right. And yeah. Moff Gideon is on this massive Imperial cruiser. It's a ship that I'm not familiar with, but it's huge. It looks menacing. And he's in this like wing of his like ship where he's sort of prepping these mysterious super soldiers that we haven't seen before. They're sort of like a battalion of soldiers that we haven't seen before. But he seems like he's prepared to mess shit up. Like yeah. I think he's ready to rain hell because he, he wants revenge from season one. He looked very confident in himself as well. And I'm like, you yeah. go, like I. I'm a big fan of that actor. I, my <laughs> lines are very blurred here. Uh, but but the, his like assistant was hella menacing. I was like, girl, yeah. she was. She was also like, she had like a lot of like Brie Larson vibes too. Like she looked a lot like Brie Larson. Yeah, anyway. I, yeah. She was a yeah. I'll be honest that that actress had a very interesting facial, uh, some facial features. I wasn't sure if she was like a famous like if I had seen this character actor play something else because it seemed like I recognized it somehow. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, maybe for me it was just those Brie Larson vibes that were like familiar, yeah. but I was like, again, like the casting was so great. I was like, wh- yeah. whoever that is, like sh- her face knows what how to work. Um, and then against, <laughs> oh my God, against Gus, Gus Frank. Frank. Jeez, Gus man. Frank. <laughs> Gus Frank. He is the anyway. one who knocks. And that brings us to the end of the recap of season two, episode four, chapter 12. The Siege. How was it, Sandra? Did you enjoy watching this episode? I did! <laughs> That's so awesome. Are you going to check out the rest of Mandalorian after this? Yeah, I'm going to start from the beginning. Although, like, maybe I should watch episodes two through however many there are, and then There watch. are nine Star Wars films. You've oh, seen gonna one of the nine. Time. That's going to take you a long <laughs> time. <laughs> um, do you recommend watching Mandalorian first before the movies? Ooh, I don't know. The thing is, Mandalorian is a 2020 show, right? And the movies that you're going to jump into span decades of sort of mm-hmm. from the 70s and then you have the films in the early 2000s and then you have the Disney films that came out more recently. So if you can stomach sort of the production limitations, the technical limitations of these older films, I think you should definitely watch those three and watch Mandalorian. 
Yeah, okay, I don't think cool. you need to watch anything else. I mean, you could if you're like really interested, but yeah, what a really I go know. for it. Um, yeah. I I think like you know the, the what you're saying about like production, like it's fine. Like I know that the Star Wars of like the seventies, like they're legendary for a thousand <laughs> different reasons. So like that's fine. Like I can handle like not having crazy you know visual effects or whatever. Totally, um, totally. And now you're invested. Now you need to know, is Baby Yoda going to be reunited with Ahsoka Tano, the, one of the last remaining Jedis? Is Mando going to adopt Baby Yoda? Is Moff Gideon going to get his hands on Baby Yoda and do all these experimentations? You got to tune in to the next episode, Sandra. So chronologically, this does take place before the movies? <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in between two of the trilogies. I spent right. 20 minutes explaining this to Caroline on episode one or two. It was it's okay. I'll, 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 I'll tune <laughs> Do in. Want, here, I'll, I'll tell you very briefly. It takes place okay. between episode six and episode seven. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So that is that is the so the shoes you're sort of stepping into. But thank you so much for guest co-hosting Heinously Uninformed. This was such a blast. Sandra, is there anything you'd like to plug while while you're on the show? No. where can can people follow you on the socials if you want people to follow you yes please come find me please say hi Uh, i love saying hi um (laughs) my twitter (laughs) and instagram are both uh sandra ramsey sad that's at sandra r-a-m-z-y s-a-a-d and uh, my band is eye of the sun Uh, you can find us on instagram and we have an album coming out uh next year so uh keep an ear out on that Um, that's very exciting yeah that's about it (laughs) very cool okay well you can find me at albie player one on all the socials i'm also uh, a youtuber now because i'm stuck at home and need to fill my time with doing fun things so if you're interested in video games and movies and the intersections of the two check out my youtube channel uh, albie player one um and unfortunately caroline's not here to plug her etsy but this week i bought a mask from her on her etsy (gasps) Uh, on for the for the viewers you can see my little alpaca mask isn't that cute yeah so the link to her etsy will be in the in the show notes so make sure to check that out and also if you enjoyed listening to this show if you enjoy watching us recap a show where one of us doesn't know what's going on and the other one (laughs) cares too much then give us a review (laughs) check us out share it with your friends we're at the midpoint of this season. We only have four more episodes to go before this season ends. So you're going to want to make sure to stay tuned because you're going to want to stay informed opposed to heinously uninformed. Sandra, thank you again so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is so much fun, Albie. Yeah, thank you so much. In a galaxy far, far away, we are heinously uninformed. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.